We just become best friends. Yes, sir. He would have won back though. He had a chance for a big play. Burks comes in motion across the formation. Franks coming near side. Will loft it up in the air and has his man. Burks stays in bounds. Touchdown, Arkansas. 49 yards. And there it is. The first touchdown of the Razorback football season 2020. Welcome to the High on the Hogs podcast. Hogaluyah. Yes, sir. And not only was it the first Razorback touchdown. It was Berg's first touchdown. It was Berg's first career touchdown. To go for 49 yards. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And I was screaming at my TV. I'm like, Berg's is open. Throw it. Throw it. It's a pretty little drop. Somehow Frank's turned. It was a great play by Felipe. He just turned and flicked it up there. And it was, I mean, Berg's had his guy beat by three yards. So, well, and they did a great job. Down, stay in bounds. Yeah, did a great job to stay in bounds, too. So, that was impressive. Um, let me get over here to what we're actually supposed to talk about tonight. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, preview podcast with myself and Tyler Davis last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, for uh, sure. Tyler comes with good good content, good info. So Yeah, he's better than me. He's, he's I just good. come up with all the BS. <laughs> he's good. It was fun. We enjoyed it. We'll be back again this week to do it again. Um, so looking forward to that. But uh, – Man, big weekend of football. We uh, we got to go a and few little games. Yeah, I mean, let's just start with Friday night, and uh, we went and called a top five matchup in five A football. That game turned out to be great. That was a fun game. Small Mel could have done a little more to get it tighter right there at the end, or, or pushed a little harder, you know. But you know, that was that was. I guess you could say is built up. Everything is built up to be. Yeah, well, and that's the second. Well, that's the way it should be. It's the second Small Mel game we've done this year, and both times Small Mel's been impressive, but. They've kind of struggled to finish a drive and put it in the end zone. So, and that was basically the story of Friday night as Little Rock Christian. Little Rock Christian's defensive line did a number on that big physical yeah. line that Maumel has. Yeah, because Maumel couldn't run for nothing. And we saw, you know, Jalen Waits went off for over 100 yards. My buddy time. Jace is the D line coach for Christian. Yeah. And as I was leaving that night, I pulled over. I saw his truck. I pulled over. I talked to him for probably 10 minutes just sitting there. Yeah. And he said, Yeah. He said, We put 33 on. on was Chambly's number 72. 72. He said, my goal was to put 33 on him and put him out. Not <laughs> right. out of the game, but to right. make him a non-factor. Well, they did know. it. He well, said, that was my goal the whole time with that one was that guy right there. They did it. I mean, because Maumel's loaded at running back, so it was it was surprising to see them get shut down in the running game. And, and so Dyer Jones kid for, for Christian oh, ain't no slouch. No, and he played about half that game with a busted up ankle. That ankle's over two weeks old. Right. He's been hurt for the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. On top of that as well, the same ankle. He said he won't get it healed. He said he wants to play. Yeah. Well, I knew he was hurt when they lost to Magnolia. That's when he got hurt. He missed that game, and then they missed. They had the bye yeah, week. Yeah, he so. just hadn't been out enough to where it'll, it'll heal. That's so. tough. Well, tough kid. I mean, he, he definitely played well and uh, oh, yeah, had a huge game. So, congratulations to Ben Ridings. That was our, our uh, player of the game. He had the Natural State Sports play of the game. With Sophomore, the, too. Yeah, with the with – the, Closing interception to pick up that big win as Maumel was trying to drive to get within a field goal. So, a lot of fun. Another one under our belts. This week will be... Speaking of field goals, that kid can boot it. Yes. Holy. I mean, he had that 45-yarder with Isaiah, yard 10 yards. Isaiah Hankins? Yeah. Hanks? Hankins, yeah. Hankins, yeah. That kid, he'll play college ball somewhere, no doubt. <laughs> Hopefully at Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> special teams was anything but special this past week, which we can't blame it on the extra point. It was other things that were an issue, but... We'll get into that here in just a minute. So, maybe looking at the numbers, let's just hop over here to that uh, wonderful 
game. So Arkansas, uh, early on, I mean, third down we seemed to do well. We held. I think we held Georgia to like, I want to say it was two of ten or something like that in the first half. The number was, I mean, we was really impressive. When you make the number four team in the country change quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, granted, the quarterback they changed to was the backup to Fromm last year. And he just, <laughs> let me go fall down this ladder. Yeah, he's the backup to the backup to the backup. Technically, when you think about Newsom, Daniels, Mathis, then you get to Bennett. When you think about the natural progression of what that quarterback room looked like before the season started. If that was our case, who would who would our starting quarterback have been? Uh, maybe John Braden Stephen Bradshaw? Jones. <laughs> maybe. Braden Bradshaw, yeah. walk on. Yeah, maybe so, so. Thankfully, okay, so a couple of things. Let's Well, let's just recap it first. So, Arkansas gains 280 total yards in the game to Georgia's 387. 266 passing for Georgia, 203 for Arkansas. Uh, rushing, Arkansas managed 77 yards rushing. Um, it was rough. It, it took forever to get a 28 rushing attempts. We averaged 2.8 yards per rush. But at the same time, Georgia ran the ball 42 times for 121 yards, which was only 2.9 yards per carry. So, I'd like to look at their overall quality of recruiting class for the last four years. Oh, it's been top five. I yeah, mean, they're right there, even top three, I don't want to say. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. With Which really at that point really doesn't matter. But loaded, loaded, loaded squad. And for us to play that tight yeah. for at least a half a ball, that's a win in my book. But you, your moral victories really don't count. You're still learning. Yeah, but and I don't think anybody out there truly expected us to come out and play near that good in the first half. Well, I mean, no one would have said, you know, yeah, Arkansas is going to be up seven to five at the half. Like, who would have said that? Like <laughs> Seven to five? Literally, well, I mean, the score's weird, but who would have had Arkansas up seven to five at the half? Nobody. I mean, maybe Arkansas, maybe people would have said Arkansas scored five. You know, it might have been 45 to five at the half, I think is what a lot of people thought was probably <laughs> going to happen. So, I mean. The only way we got that safety would have been a punt or a. A, a snap over the punter's head <laughs> yes. out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, just a total recap of the game. I thought the defense played well. Um, I thought that, you know, they let the game get away from them in the third quarter. It, it, but then in the fourth quarter, I think they settled in. Georgia kind of took their foot off the throttle a little bit. Respectfully. Yeah. And, and so. Knew it was in hand. You're the best, one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, they scored 22 in the third quarter. Arkansas managed a field goal. Georgia manages 10 in the fourth. And I mean, the game was out of hand at that point. And, and Arkansas thirty-four to seventeen hard. score almost came up. It almost did. It almost did. <laughs> it was close. Hey, Arkansas covered unless you got the line to start the week. So, hey, if you bet them on Saturday, you covered. You were you were you were you were puckering them butt cheeks for a bit, I think, though. But uh, yeah, so Arkansas ends the game. Traylon Smith ends up being the leading rusher for Arkansas. Six okay. carries, thirty-eight yards. Felipe Franks ends the day nineteen of thirty-six for two hundred yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So. A little over five, little over five hundred. Not you know, not a terrible completion percentage. Not great, but he did run around a lot. He was under a lot of pressure. Admittedly, he made two horrific throws that he had no business throwing. Um, really, all three of the interceptions could have been avoided. You was know? it as bad as Trey Burks' throw just to throw it up there in double coverage on Michael? Woods? Two things about that play. <laughs> What are you doing, Trey Burks? And holy crap, what a catch by the defensive back. Yeah. The dude that picked it, one hand snagged it while Knox was dragging him to the ground. Oh, there was Woods. Woods. Whoever the receiver was, it was down there. I think Knox would have had a better chance of catching that ball. Maybe. But the, the defender made a heck of a play just to intercept it. Well, so, that's probably one of them five-star kids they got over there that oh, we don't that, have. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, obviously, depth is we'll an issue. Him. We're going to get them. We're, we're getting there slowly but surely. So... 
I want to pull this up real quick. Let me see if I can find it on my social media before I get into into this real quick. Because I, I had given so on social media, I was having a good time. Obviously, as all hog fans were in the first half, I was having a good time too. Yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> But in, so first quarter grades, that's as far as I got. And I gave no grades after the first quarter. It's like, hey, so, can we just stop the game right yeah. here, please? My first quarter grades, I gave the quarterback a B, the offensive line a B, running back a C, wide receivers an A, defensive line an A, linebackers a C, defensive backs a B plus. And here's the one that'll kill you. Special teams. Special was teams. A. I gave them an A plus in the first quarter because in the first quarter, we they were pretty great. good. I mean, we punted well. And we we where we really punter had, had a pretty solid punt average. Yeah, except for that one that got blocked. Um, yeah, that, still had how he even kicked it was amazing. So I don't know if you've seen the video, the I replay of that. that one. So literally, he gets tackled as he's dropping the ball. It still falls and hits his leg as he's getting tackled. Like the defender goes over the ball. Somebody might have missed their assignment. And still somehow kicked it like 11 yards or so. Hey, whatever the actual kick ended up going. 11 yards is 11 yards, bud. <laughs> so, overall, I mean, I think I'd give quarterback play a C plus. The reason... There's room for improvement. There's a lot of room for improvement. And, and so I've seen some people come out on social media, and, and I'll be honest, I saw a lot of people complaining about what people were saying. I didn't see a whole lot of complaining from people, I don't guess. But I saw a few people with some really stupid comments. There's always going to be some of those. And I oh, just yeah. kind of stroll right on by. I'm like, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. And that's not going to happen. And I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I mean, You're not worth my time. So, honestly, quarterback was going to get a C from me just about at minimum as long as we didn't play musical chairs with our quarterbacks, which we did not. We only played two. KJ played K- a little bit. KJ, a good well, run. KJ came in early because uh, Frank's got kind of dinged up for a second. So, KJ came in and then – he, then he played, of course, at the end. And that's nice 19-yard run, like you said. So, um, I thought the quarterback I thought the quarterback play was good. I thought Felipe showed some things. I mean, obviously, the throw to Burks was impressive. This is uh, a little flick of the wrist, dude. Yeah. He threw it from his elbow. That's it. <laughs> I think more importantly to me, um, what, what I saw from Felipe that, that gave me a lot of encouragement was, you know, last year when things went bad, you watch a guy like Ben Hicks throw a fit on the sidelines. When well, Ben Hicks went, is a baby. But even with Nick Starkle, you didn't see that demeanor at, at quarterback of a guy that went, that even killed demeanor, you know, not too high, not too low. I mean, right. I thought Franks was – I thought he was very even killed no matter what happened throughout the game. I thought there was a, there was a play at one point – oh, he's gone. There was a play at one point where I was really impressed. I think it might have been after a – maybe it was after the Burks interception – and Franks comes over to the sidelines, and he's immediately pulling everybody together. and like, hey, we're good. Don't worry about it. Don't let it get you down. That's what you want to see for sure. Yeah, and so, you know, and he made his mistakes. You know, the interception throw when he was trying to hit Hudson he over the always, middle. He always, if I remember from his Florida days, he would always get into something where it's like stuff didn't click. And it was usually in a, in a high-pressure game or in a big, talented game. Everybody else, and it was typically Georgia or Something like that. Yeah. Anybody else? Cruise control. Dude was a stud. He'd run the ball whenever he wanted to and played. But for some reason, that team gave him problems. Well. <laughs> and it might just be the talent level that's there everywhere. Well, like 100% the talent level. But he's seen that side of that kind of talent. Yes, he has. I think the bigger difference was, one, your offensive line did okay, but they didn't, they didn't protect him well. He took some big shots. Number two, the running game did nothing. Yeah, nothing. there was no – they had almost – I can't talk. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, you call that a one-dimensional? 
Yeah, and that's what, what it was. Which, I mean, Georgia made us that way. Georgia's defensive line is ex- extremely talented mm-hmm. and very deep. Number one defense in the country last year. Yeah. And they, they, I think they had seven of 11 back. Eight of eight back eight and 14 contributors in their front seven from last year God. back this year. So, I mean, it, it's impressive. They're a good team. There's, so, we basically played like, I don't know, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And now, and get this, I've heard people, like I was listening to the buzz today, and some idiot called in and was like, well, if our offense was, was if they would have called the plays right, we'd have scored like 40 on that Georgia team. That Georgia team gave up 12 points a game last year. And we put up 10. Yeah. Do you know how many rushing touchdowns that defense gave up last year? Like three. Zero. Not one rushing touchdown all year against SEC opponents. They played uh, LSU, right? Yeah. Oh God! You're gonna give me a line. I, yeah. I'm sure they. I think they did, but I don't. It was an SEC title game. Okay, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that's what they. Yeah. So I mean. I mean that's serious. Yeah. So. And they had Edwards Delaire. I mean, I don't think they played Alabama. They played Auburn. Right. Auburn's usually got a pretty solid running game. Yeah. Um, who else? I don't remember, but I mean, they played. They played an SEC schedule. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. And they're, they're, they're not going to play any slouches. No. In their off season, they'll have one, but right. typically they're going to start off with like that, that kickoff classic <laughs> stuff and everything, and they're going to play some studs. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, zero, zero rushing touchdowns last year. How do you? How? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, people that are upset. You are not not a quarterback sneak. No. Not a fullback dive. No. Nothing. Nothing. Not a like. Oh man, we let them. We let a reverse get away from us and break a big play because we were out of containment. No, like nothing. That means nothing broke for a long run or anything. No, not at all. And so, and people are surprised that we were unable to run the ball well. I think we're. I'm not. No, exactly. And I mean the best runner in the SEC, and and I think quite honestly, we probably have one of the top three in the SEC. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. and, And he will play at the next level, and he'll probably be pretty good at that next level. Oh yeah, for sure. But. Golly, I yeah. didn't know that. I mean, it's just insane. So, O line, I give I a B. That. I give O line a B. I thought O line did good. I mean, maybe they could be in the C level. Um, I think overall, though, I'd probably give them a B. I thought they were all right there. Let's give them some room for improvement. Running backs, I'm gonna, I, I'm yeah. So, I, well, okay, hang on, because T.J. Hammonds is technically a wide receiver now. I don't know about that. Um, so I want him to be so good, and I like everything I've seen. And then we were out there in Colorado State, and he turned that corner and was gone. Yeah. And I was like, this is the T.J. Hammonds that I was heard about in high school that was up there and was supposed to be there, and here he is. Yeah. And then he disappeared. Well, <laughs> and if yeah. you, you look at the numbers, I mean, from a rushing standpoint, Traylon Smith, six carries, 38 yards. That's Rakeem like tackling Boyd. water, and they didn't have any problem tackling him. No. They just put his ass in a cup. Yeah. Rakeem Boyd, 11 for 21. He averaged 1.9 yards per That's carry. It's not a Boyd day. So, I mean, to me, the running backs definitely get a very low grade. I'm probably going to give them in that, that C minus D, D category. Um, I didn't think they did overly well in protection either. I thought there were some moments where they gave up some big. And, and Traylon Smith, I think, is also a liability in pass pro, which is probably why you'll obviously see a lot more of Rakeem Boyd. So, so this brings up a question for me. Okay. McFadden in one of his lines versus that Georgia defense. Cool. I don't. What, what did you do? I don't know. What what chainsaws? We're getting killed here. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm a professional boxer, but I don't know why that keeps happening. It's like the third time that's happening. Okay, your question again. Like I said, odd one. You take Darren and his O lines that he had mm-hmm. and stick them on that Georgia defense. Quite, 
Arguably, I mean, there's no argue. The best running back in Razorback history, right? And the other man to wear the five the right way. Yeah, and I mean that's hard to say because obviously you're talking about some serious talent that was on that offensive line. I, you would think that that offensive line would be able to match up really well against that Georgia defensive line. So I, I'm, you know, that's a hard comparison to make. But I, you're, I'm not betting against DMac in that O line. There's no way. I mean, now is he going to run for 300 like he did in South Carolina? No, but I think 21. he. I think he puts up over 100 against Georgia with that offensive line. I mean, that that offensive line was deep. That's the bigger. Yeah. I mean, that, that offensive line was not only talented, but it was deep. It was too deep everywhere. And, and then you had three running backs you could count on. So, you know, you could bring another guy in like a Felix Jones and and still have a lot of a lot of, a lot of yeah. you know hit the hole and you ain't catching nothing but a smoke trail. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean if you and, and <laughs> one the, cut and gone. And the big thing then was they were they were not afraid to have all three of those guys on the field at the same time and then who are you God. keying on? I mean so you yeah, can't. That offense was just unfair. That offense should have won a national title, but yeah, that's a story for another podcast. Which we'll uh, have one day. Yeah. <laughs> what had happened was and what was. Yeah. What could have been. So, all right. Got the running backs. So, you got O-line. You got the offensive covered. Yeah. Well, wide receivers. So, since we're counting T.J. Hammonds in the list of wide receivers. You have to bring it down. And I, Well, I'm going to tell you right now. And this was there, this was some of the conversation we were having in our, in our chat last night, too. But... Um, you know, Burks is the only receiver on the field that had any separation. Any separation. He was the only one that could get open. He was the only one. So the question becomes, are some of these wide receivers not as talented as we thought? Or is Mike Woods is a talented man. He absolutely is, and he Mike runs Woods great is routes. A, is a, he can stop on a dime and leave you nine cents changed. The yeah. kid is phenomenal with his footwork. Yeah. I've watched some of his videos. I love his Twitter feed. Yeah. He's awesome. Burks is just like we know. He's a next level yeah. performer, hands down. You know it's going to happen, unless something catastrophic happens to him and something like that. You always got to have that out there. Yeah, I think Knox is is solid. Uh, I think that Knox disappeared in that game. Yeah, well, and it could again. They were good defensive backs. That's a great secondary for Georgia too. Everywhere. So I mean, that could be part of it. But it's concerning we, to me because for two years we've had concerns about these wide receivers getting separation and getting open. We know we have talent. So what's going on with Step and this wide receiver core that's not correlating into that talent? Well, thankfully, going and Browles was a receiver coach, if I'm not mistaken. He was, and you well. would hope that that would Hopefully maybe trickle down some. Oh, I got hiccups. Uh. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I mean, the wide receiver core, I'd probably give a C. That T.J. Ham number My one. dude the, didn't even hit the field, I'm saying. Oh, uh, he didn't? No, he didn't. The T.J. Hammonds play, one, it should have never been called, and we'll get into that in a minute. But, two, stop running backwards. Like, what are you doing? Like, in, 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 in that Playing scenario. Chad Morris football. Yeah, it was just bad. And, and so, that whole scenario was bad. Ends up being a safety. We got fortunate it wasn't a touchdown. And so, I mean, I, I just – I wasn't impressed with the wide receivers outside of Burks. And even Burks made the boneheaded throw that he shouldn't have made. and should have just threw that ball out of bounds. Well, just throw it out of bounds. I mean, but, again, you're a wide receiver. You don't think the same as a quarterback where – Oh, crud, there's nothing there. Let me throw it out of bounds. You know that was... I bet he got told that on the sideline. Oh, I'm sure he did. I bet he won't make that mistake again. Yeah, yeah. So, defensive... That's one of them cute plays. Defensive line, I, I give an A. I mean, I don't know how you can give that defensive line anything other than an A. Is Gerald hurt? So, I don't. I have not heard an update. He obviously missed, I think, most of the... I know he missed the whole second half, missed most of the game. 
He what had they a great it? start. I haven't heard anything. And now I could have missed it, but I haven't heard anything. I think he's I think he's okay from what I was reading from some of the stuff on Twitter. I think he's probably okay, but I've not heard anything. Yeah, I saw him post a couple times You know, yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah. So I think he's okay, but I thought the de- defensive line played phenomenally. I mean, I just <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to hold Georgia to well, 2.9 yards per carry. I mean, yeah, they've got, a, they've got a stud they running back. The number one sure. player in the 2018 class, and there are other ones mm-hmm. just as highly rated. He just can't stay healthy because he keeps staring at AC. Is it Zaire White? Yeah. Now, he made Coates look like a punk. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I've watched that play a couple different times, and uh, when Coates put his head down, he quit looking at him and just stopped waiting just, on the running back to hit him. Yes. And it's like, all right, you're going to run into him. No, that guy's going to make you look just like you did, yeah. and he's going to put six on the board. That was pillow soft right there, so Charmin soft. But uh, so defensive line, I give an A. I thought they played well. You know, obviously a few things here and there, Coates. But you know, I thought that they played really well, especially considering you didn't have a guy like Soli who you could rely on to come in behind Gerald. Yeah, uh, you had some other a, issues there. So Zach you know, Williams had a pretty good game. Zach Williams did have a good game. So and he didn't play much last year. The youth, he was hurt. I thought. Yeah, the youth actually did have a really good game. I think. Catalan, golly, let's see if I can find that tweet. I think Hollywood Brown just got knocked in half. He may have. He's a little dude. <laughs> He's not a big one. Let's see. Where is that? Here, here you go. So, um, yeah, Miles Slusher with two fumble recoveries. This is per J.C. Hoops, J.C. Hoops Pod, our old yeah. Hoops buddy. Jalen Catalan had nine tackles, a pass breakup, and, and several big hits. Greg Brooks Jr.'s two tackles. Bumper pull, 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, a half a sack. Miles Zach Williams, Slusher. seven tackles, one sack, and a tackle and a half. Uh, for loss. So, That's what Zach Williams is supposed to be doing up there, though. Yeah. So, I mean, the youth showed out and, mm-hmm. and, and not. You, you didn't even talk about Mr. Slusher. Yeah. True freshman. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, two fumble recoveries. Yeah. So, I mean. I still like what. I'm, I'm really happy with Catalan's numbers. Uh, yeah. It's just. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, I thought, you know, that side of the ball played, played really well. And when you think about the numbers that some of these guys put up, it wasn't in a scenario where they were, you know, where they were in. It wasn't late in the game, and it was garbage time. These numbers weren't put up in garbage time. I mean, these gar- these numbers were put up in the first half when Arkansas was actually playing really well on defense. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought they played well there. Linebacker, oh, li- linebacker is the concern that I thought line- – that we all Here. thought linebacker would be. Yeah. Call it. <laughs> it's bad. Heads we sucked. Tails, Tails we sucked. <laughs> we were a D minus. Yeah. It's heads. We suck. So, uh, now, Bumper- The thing is, is, we've said that this entire time. Yeah. Before the season, every time, what are we going to do, linebacker? You have no Scooter, no Dre Greenlaw. You know, you've got an un- a bumper pool who's the seems to be the lone bright spot that's been successful since he was a freshman, and you've got a couple of kids in there, Draper that we I didn't see. Well, so he uh, backs. Of. He, he that just doesn't make sense to me. If yeah. the kid's that good coming out of high school, there shouldn't be a problem with him when he goes to Oklahoma. Gets kind of lost in the depth chart, which I don't know how you get lost in the depth chart at Oklahoma at linebacker. I mean, he's no Rocky Calvus. They, they could have used a few extra linebackers yeah, and defensive backs on Saturday. might have. Go Ooh, K-State. Man. <laughs> K-State beats K-State. K-State beats Boomer Sooner. Uh, yeah, they Yay. did it in, in really, really impressive fashion. About too. that. About that life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hear that old Stacy have anything to say over there. Oh, weekend. of course he did. So, um, But, so linebacker, Bumper Pool had a good game numbers-wise. He was out of position a lot, and he's a step slower than some of those other guys out there. I'm 
Really curious what's going on with Zach Zemos. I wonder if it's COVID-related because we've not heard anything about him. I thought that... Uh, the kid's supposed to be fast, too. Yeah. I think one that we kind of missing that had some speed is the kid that was supposed to come from Bryant that unfortunately had the legal problems. Uh, maybe. Because well, he had some wheels and he was tall. Yeah, but I don't even know that he would have ended up at linebacker. I think they would have put some weight on him and put him down as a down lineman because he just... He's 6'6", six, six, and a quarter. Yeah, but you could have put him in that coach role, put some more weight on him and put him at that end, and he'd been one heck of a rush in, too. Those long arms. Think Jamal Anderson style, something like that. I mean, he's got the same height. Yeah, so that's a guy that I think if they can get him back on campus here in a couple of years and he gets his stuff straight out at junior college. I and, think he will. And this I, I legal he, issue handled. Yeah. So. I think he will, and I think it, uh, think he'll get the shot, and it'll be good to see him. Yeah. So I For thought, himself, I, I'd really like to see him do that. Yeah. So I, I thought the defense – I mean, I thought the linebackers had some moments. You know, I thought Morgan had some moments. I thought Andrew Parker played way better than Morgan late. I don't know what the issue is there. More, you know, Parker's a very highly recruited guy, and I thought he played with a lot of intensity. He had a couple big hits in the second half. Um, so he's a guy that I think we, we need to see more of. Um, boy, Hayden Henry is – love the Henry boys, but he's a massive liability in pass coverage. If it's a third down, he's beat. yeah. If it's a third down, he cannot be on the field. Period. I mean, that was rough. So defensive back, I thought the defensive back, man, I thought they played extremely well. I'm going to give the defensive backs a B, a B plus, B plus, a B plus. Jalen Cantillon is that next safety at Arkansas that's going to hurt some folks. I'm going to love it. He put some hits on some people that were <laughs> he just. He lays that hat, doesn't he? Man. And I said last week on the preview pod with Tyler, I was like, he was the one guy on defense I wanted to see. Yeah. And he didn't disappoint at all. That's good. Not at all. I, I was, <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see more of him. Yeah, him and Slush are going to be in the same secondary together. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, for <laughs> at, least at least three years. Three years. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, you got a freebie this year, baby. Yeah. So, and that's the good thing for Catalan is obviously this one's all free. So well, they screwed him the last for Slusher. year. Yeah. So, yeah, so, it's I mean, free he, for all of them. But Catalan buys that year that they screwed him out of last year. Back. Yes. So, um, so I, I mean, I was really, One really impressed. play. And then think about this. They were missing guys like McClellan, um, who was the other uh, – oh, goodness. Bishop. No, Ladarius played. I saw Bishop out there at times. He's fast. But we were missing a couple of defensive backs. He's not that fast. And, he's and fast. so it was impressive to see what this defensive the, the defensive backs Devin Bush. Bush wasn't playing. Yeah, we missed Bush yeah, as he's well. COVID. And so. What about Jacob? What do you think about Jacobs? Jerry Jacobs. You know. I think he's playing uh, in big boys and figuring it out now. Yeah, obviously, I think Power Five football is a little different speed than what he was accustomed to. Well, Carl um, Pickens is a. Pretty impressive wide yeah. But you also got to think, too, Jacobs is coming off an injury from last year, too. Yeah, so. ACL. Yeah. So, I mean, again, no fall camp. Good Lord, Mahomes. No fall camp. No nothing. What do you do? Seriously. Just, I mean, and so you're trying to get your timing. You're trying to get everything. So It's very, very key. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, when you think about it, sure, he's going against really good wide receivers in practice, but at game speeds where you're actually hitting each other and you're actually having to – I mean – I was I was less than impressed with him, but I still think that I still think that he's got he's got more talent than just about anybody else on that in that defensive backfield, especially at corner. Montek Brown's gonna be special. So I like him. Yes. He's so, got the talent and the size to do it. Yeah. So spe- Jacobs isn't a small guy though. He's not. So special teams. Uh, yeah. Um yeah. We can't block, we can't punt, we can't kick, we can't this, we can't that. 
It was rough. And I mean, Can we snap it right. And, and when you think we, I don't remember having a bad snap. We did on we now we Ty did. Wasn't snapping. But well, now we did have issues with that with often with some of the snaps to Franks. We did have some issues there. But from a punting standpoint, we didn't. Well, Stromberg's not exactly the center. <laughs> He's still learning. He just had a few times. It wasn't bad. It wasn't nothing like it was last year. So, all right. So we got through our grades. I thought the defense played really well. Thoughts on how Bryles called the game. So, this is where I'm a little, I'm a little indifferent with some folks. Neat. <laughs> I like that. That's a really cool feature of the new iPhones. But I'm mad at. So, um, or the new operating system or whatever. I haven't upgraded. So, I'm I'm really I'm torn here. So, folks, I've heard a lot of people complaining about the way Bryles called the game yesterday. I heard a lot of, we ran too much on first down. So, I took some time before we started the pod, and I looked up these numbers. Arkansas ran 24 first down plays. They ran the ball 14 of those, passed it 10 of those. So, I don't think that they were too far, obviously they were fairly balanced. I'm not surprised they would have ran on first down a few more times than they would have thrown, just because when when you talk when they talked to Pittman Wednesday night and in the, even Thursday, he said he wanted to get Rakeem Boyd 30 carries in the game. <laughs> he had less than 60 yards. Yeah, and and, and obviously, and, and Tyler and I talked about that. Oh my goodness, Tyreek Hill! Wow. Hey, stay on focus. I'm trying. I'll turn it off. That was impressive. <laughs> <coughs> oh, COVID. <clears throat> <laughs> but and, and so I didn't really have a problem with that. I just thought that Georgia did such an incredible job of stuffing the line of scrimmage that when we did run, I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about the fact that we kept trying to pack the middle. But when you think about it, the best offensive lineman on this team is dead in the center of it. And so if you can make some things happen with him and a guy like Myron Cunningham, Cunningham at left tackle, you know, maybe, maybe you've got a chance there. So I didn't think that part was – that bad. I'll tell you where I was, where I, where, where Browse lost me a little bit. And it was the Can number. And, well, that was the other thing was people said, well, we were, we were vanilla. This team was far from vanilla. We ran at least three reverses. We ran a reverse pass that got intercepted. The other reverse, that one reverse resulted in a safety because, uh, and why you run a reverse, a double reverse that takes that, that long to develop within what, 15, 20 yards of the, of the of the end zone makes why you run it in the other your own red zone makes no sense to me. So I was a little lost on that. I didn't understand that, but I I thought all in all I thought he called a fairly okay game considering the circumstances. Considering you were going up against a Georgia team that outmans you at every single position on the field pretty easily. I mean, their their running back situation as good as Raheem Boyd is. Their running get back position is better than ours yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah, their quarterback eh, I think we do have a better quarterback than them. I think I'm pretty sure we do. So we we we've they got don't know them. What they good. haven't JT Daniels either. Well, they're gonna find out this week. He got yeah, he's he got, clear. I guarantee you, Kirby <laughs> Smart got on the phone and said, "Get me a damn quarterback." Yes. Well, I mean, that I can rely on. I, I mean, right Bennett now. wasn't terrible. I thought Bennett no, was really good. He so. came in and won the game. Yeah, like that was kind of like you're just kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Well, it was kind of funny because <sighs> it was almost full circle. It was like, hey, we made a team pull their quarterback. And then we let them take him and put him back in because the guy that replaced him killed us so bad. <laughs> so we went from Mathis to Bennett back, back to, to Mathis. Mathis to finish the game. And we – now, I'll say this. Maybe Mathis isn't that good. But 
how many dual threat quarterbacks has Arkansas faced in the past that weren't really that good that we made look like Heisman contenders? Well, there was a receiver that played <laughs> oh at Kentucky last year oh, and Lord, he decided to play quarterback against us and ran for what, like 200 and something yeah. yards? So yeah, that was there's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, who else can I think of immediately? Uh, Ole Miss has Matt Coral, and then that John Rice Promley kid. Well, but I'm just talking about in that matchup. Yeah, I think that quarterback well, wise, we we had that. Well with that. I think we were the better. We had the better quarterback, but then every other position on the field outside Traylon Burks was the best player on the entire field. Um, I don't think that can be questioned. You think so? Yeah, I don't think there's well, both teams. Yeah. <laughs> Athlete overall, I, I'd put him a, up against anybody on that field. That is a uh, it's a bold statement. I'm, I will I will run with that statement. <laughs> I will stick to that one because that dude is special, all kinds of special. Well, yeah, and I know there was a lot of special on, on, talent on the Georgia side. Julio Jones lookalike is what he is, but bigger. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Okay, so this is going to be a new staple of every week. Since when do receivers weigh 233 pounds? <laughs> Since they're made like freaking brick houses and can run four to threes. And, what yeah. is he running? I don't know. I'm never, I don't know that he ever actually ran anything because he never went to any camps. So and I don't, they don't really run 40s on campus anymore. Well, next year we'll find out at Combine. Yeah. So, Staple, this is going to be a new, a, a, a new spot. So, hey, if you want to sponsor the, the uh, yes, sir moment of the game. Yes, sir. Hey, we might just use that instead of this one. (laughs) All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do. So, my yes, sir moment of the game was what we opened this, what they opened the podcast up with, what Arkansas opened their scoring up with. We're going to have the same one, I'm sure. We're going to agree a whole lot like Tyler and I did last week. So, 49 yards, Traylon Burks. Wrist flip. (laughs) From Felipe Franks. Chris Flip. Easily. Get off me because I'm of the going game. six. Yes. That's what that was. Yes. Offensive player of the game. Since we have the same yes, sir, moment of the game, I'm uh, assuming. Yes. 100 yards. That's crazy. Did you see the stat that had five Arkansas receivers ever going for over 100 yards against Georgia and three yeah, that, of them are from, from uh, Warren? Yes. That's a crazy <laughs> stat. Greg Charles, Jarius Wright, and and Trey Burks. Yep, that's nuts, man. Isn't he? Uh, him and Wright are related. I thought, aren't they? Don't make me lie. I don't know. I don't. Maybe so. I'm sure. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. Yeah, I thought they were. So my offensive player of the game, Traylon Burks, seven catches, one hundred two. That's easy. Are you, are you going to go different than that? How can you? Right. I mean, who else do you go with? Right I mean, spot. Only touchdown. Yeah. Didn't we well, threw an interception? Yeah. But, I mean. <laughs> His QBR is zero. This is a wide receiver. Like, come on. He's a so. legit receiver. He's not a, uh, eh, I'm going to go play for Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. So, defensively, Grant Morgan led the team with 13 tackles. Here we are talking about how he's not an SEC quarterback and he's just the leading tackler on the team. So, congratulations, he's, Grant. He's not an SEC quarterback. He's an I mean, SEC linebacker. linebacker. Thank you for correcting me there. You're welcome. I'm going to um, do it. <laughs> Well, don't edit that out. <laughs> but my – well, see, here's the funny thing is if I would have got that wrong and you wouldn't correct me, I'd have got a text at about 1 o'clock in the morning from Will. Hey, you should have said linebacker there, not quarterback. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> he'll message me and he'll tell me. We'll, we'll be talking about something. I'm like, I'm not sure. And then he'll message, oh, by the way, this is the answer to that question. I'm like, yeah, thanks. After he's Googled it, I'm going to call yeah. you the Google master. I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. He knows a lot. So – 
Defensively, my player of the game is my guy Jalen Catalan. Nine tackles, seven solo. There's probably somebody that played better, but I was so focused on Jalen Catalan that I'm, yeah, that's my guy. I mean, you're just taking the exact same people that I wanted. I yeah, said that well. before we even started this. <laughs> I'm like, well, the, the offense is pretty easy. I said, but defensively, I mean, you could have had a couple people there. Bumper had a decent game with, with double-digit tackles. <clears throat> what do you have, like a half sack, too? Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I mean, no doubt. I mean, they, they, you, you could have went with a couple. I mean, it was as good as the defense played. You know, that I mean, the secondary got beat a couple times overall, but I would like to see that kid lay that hat a little more. Oh, he will. He'll have his opportunities. He's going to have a lot of opportunities this week. There's no doubt about that. So, recapping a wild weekend. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> recapping a wild weekend as the SEC got things started. Alabama dominates Missouri. Final score is not indicative of how far. How, how, that game wasn't 38-19 close. It was 35-3 to in, like, the third quarter. And Alabama was like, okay, we'll let you kind of hang around. Um. Okay, Georgia, Arkansas. Obviously, we know what happened there. How about Florida and Ole Miss? Um, doesn't look like either one of them really have a defense. Fifty-one, four hundred and sixteen yards passing in for Trask. And six uh, touchdowns Cor- for Trask. Corral had three ninety-five. Yeah, it, yeah. Both of them just stupid. Ole Miss had a receiver over two hundred yards. <laughs> what do you do? The scary thing about that, We too, have to play all these teams. Yeah, I'm exactly. worried. The scary thing about Ole Miss is, and, and you remember when we talked to Brandon Marcello, the one thing that he said about Ole Miss that could make them you know, a scary team this year was they had a really good running game last year. They couldn't throw the ball. But you bring a guy like Lane Kiffin in, and he's going to fix your passing game. And oh, that's for sure. As of week one, he <laughs> seems game. to have fixed the passing, passing game. Passing game fixed. Yes. So, I, I mean, Ole Miss was fairly impressive, scary for what we've got to look at going forward. And so, I mean, that's, you know, but but Florida's just on another level right now. Florida's On their offense. Dan Mullen are. is doing some crazy, crazy good stuff down there. In I don't know about their defense. I mean, you give up 35 points and 400 yards passing to Ole Miss, which, yeah. I mean. But again, maybe I'm looking at this too much because LSU gave up a little more than that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) Kentucky and Auburn, this was the game that I think I know that a lot of us hoped would be an upset. Um, We (laughs) hoped that we would see some ugliness out of that offense. But let's just just look at this for a second because the final score was 29-13 to Auburn. That sounds like they beat him up pretty bad. Kentucky had – had a really terrible call that called back a touchdown for them. That they should have, that should have been a touchdown. Um, they had a couple of other really boneheaded plays that could have won the game for them. And so at the end of the day, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky outgained the great Chad Morris's Auburn offense. Shut the front door. Three eighty four to three twenty four. Now, Kentucky, the one thing that's been a major question for Kentucky is their offense. The defense is The defense not a is question. supposed to be pretty studly. Yeah, it's been really good for the last couple of years. One thing Mark Stoops has done, they out they so they outgained them in total yards, they outgained them in passing yards, two thirty nine to two thirty three, and they outran Auburn hundred and forty five to ninety one. They didn't even give up hundred yards rushing to Auburn. So do we have special team scores here or do we have defensive scores here? No do 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 let's see. So, yeah, you had the – Smoke had the big run to open the game for Kentucky. Auburn had a touchdown run. Seth Williams had an 11-yard pass completion. Uh, you had a touchdown pass for Kentucky and then two touchdown passes for Bo Nix, one to Eli Stove, one to Seth Williams. Um, it was just – it was a very ugly game. Auburn never had any – seemed to have any consistency on offense. 
They looked a lot like what we were used to when Chad Morris was here. They did not – They just with more talent on the field. I mean, but they didn't look like they were in sync. Again, early in the season, they, we could say, this, you could say the same thing about them that we've said about us. But the amount of talent they had and the fact that – I mean, that game really was – could have been a three- or four-point game to finish, and Kentucky really should have won it. I'm not – I mean, I'm going to go ahead and jump out ahead. I think Auburn gets absolutely demolished this week. They got Georgia. And I don't think that goes well. Daniels plays ball. Yeah. I don't, I think the defense alone is going to absolutely, they're going to embarrass Chad Morris in that offense. At least I hope, you know, so. Watch him come out and win. Probably. Put up like 600, 700 yards. Four rushing TD. Yeah. Bo Dix, Bo Nix will throw for like. (laughs) Bo Dix. Freudian slip, my bad. So, yeah, I mean, I'm. Slipped you right in there, did you? (laughs) My bad. Oh, man. So, here's another one. And this is probably – so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave these two for last. But the, 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 my two biggest surprises from the weekend, Tennessee-South Carolina was way closer than I thought. South Carolina impressed me. I took me. South Carolina in that game oh, Friday night. I was like, why not? I, I'm just I'm, – I don't know. So, the one just thing – I didn't want Tennessee to win. Right. The one question, obviously, Tennessee has really played nobody in this winning streak that they're on. But they're on a winning streak. Yeah, like seven in a row now. <laughs> they won their last six of last year, and they've won this one. So might be those kids they got from Memphis, Whitehall. Area. Yeah, but um, so I'm I'm imp- I mean I was I was impressed with what South Carolina did. I think Bobo and Colin Hill are going to be good for South Carolina this year. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be enough to save Muschamp's job because I think once they start playing some better teams, they're going to get their butts kicked. But I mean, thirty-one twenty-seven is pretty close. I thought Tennessee would win that by a couple touchdowns. So South Carolina impressed me. This game, this game was my biggest surprise of the entire weekend. What do you think it was? There's only two left. You're probably going to say Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. Yes, yes, because the other one was we surprising. We kind of knew that LSU was not going to be near what they were last year. Yeah. I mean, but A&M, seventeen to twelve. A game that they led. A team that's supposed to be contending for the SEC. West I mean, this is a team that I have stupidly been on the bandwagon of for the past I'm kick you in the four or five months as far as thinking legs. they were going to be really good. I told you, a Kellen Mond-led team will not. Did you see the halftime score of that game? No, I did not. Seven to five. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> two, seven to five. Two, two baseball like, scores. I wish I could have bet that. Like, if there was a prop bet for that, I could have been a millionaire if you bet that. Because there's no way the odds weren't astronomical. $100 on it. Like, <laughs> it would have been insane. 74000 to one. So, yeah, I mean, Mond is 17 of 28 for 189 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's just. It's Kellen Mond, dude. That's ridiculous not, against a really, really, really bad Vanderbilt team. He won't play pro ball. Oh, well, no, he won't play pro ball. I mean, but. That game was... At any position. So... Nick Starkle has a better chance of getting drafted to play quarterback than him. <laughs> and he's not even going to play this year. So... Nope. <laughs> okay, so the other game of the weekend, and I mean, it could be up there with the most surprising to nah. me. The reason it'd be most surprising is the number of yards that Costello threw for. And not only that... Okay, I, want, I don't know if you've seen this stat. I want to make sure I get it right, so let me pull the stats up. You better get it right. Have you ever heard of a team throw for 623 yards and only run for nine and beat LSU as handily as they did? Nine yards rushing for Mississippi State. Welcome to the SEC, Mike. My God. Like, did you hear? Uh, false talk. 
Did you hear what he said about, like, thoughts on playing LSU? Yeah. The, the meme about, well, Kansas City and New England and, <laughs> and Green, Green Bay, Bay already had scheduled. So yeah, we great. had to play LSU. But, I mean, <laughs> Calvin Hill. That's the first defending national champion to lose since 1998 in their opener. And they got just Now, granted, stomped. this wasn't a normal opener. No, it wasn't. By any means. It wasn't. I mean, and think about it. They were already down to roughly 70 scholarship players. And then Stingley gets hurt or has a, some sort of medical episode, which is their best linebacker. Or yeah, he get his best defensive player. He gets you know some kind. I've I've read and and again I'm this is total rumor. I probably really shouldn't even say it, but I've heard that he had a seizure some at point some point last week and he was hospitalized. It's not COVID related or anything like that. It's just no. some sort of acute illness is what they've called it, but it doesn't sound good. No. So I mean LSU came in with less than seventy scholarship players in that game. I'm not surprised they lost. I, when we pre, when we New Arkansas oh ten when we previewed that game last week I thought that I thought that would be a really close game I thought that that Mississippi State would be able to keep them close don't want to say this but I'm gonna say it anyway what happens if Arkansas and LSU both go into that game over <laughs> that'd be it'd be Arkansas's like national championship for sure because you're you're wanting that win <laughs> we would storm the field uh, yes so all, all seventeen thousand <laughs> yeah so it'd be social distancing but Kylan Hill seven carries for 34 yards but think about this but kylan hill had eight catches for 158 yards yeah it's kind of scary i mean the backfield's like i don't have to rush the ball watch this dude they had they had three receivers average over 20 almost over almost three Colin Hill averaged 19.8 yards a catch. Something tells me Jalen Catalan might uh, take these guys out one by one. No, so <laughs> this, they're the Osiris Came Mitchell. Out. Osiris, Osiris Mitchell had seven catch, seven catches for 183 and two touchdowns. Yes, yeah, all that. Peyton six for 122. That was a 20 yard average. And then Tyrell Shavers had two for 68, which was a 34 year yard average. So, I mean, very surprising how easy. The air raid seemed to be for, for Leach in that offense, in that team. It's kind of scary that he was able to put it together that quick. Yeah, and again, fool's gold. They may look that good again this week against Arkansas's defense, but LSU's just not a good football team this year. You shut up talking like that. Well, I, I hope this game to be a W yes, for us did. and us to get back on it. <laughs> I think you did too. Oh, uh, I probably did. I'm sure I did. Because we both were unsuspecting of Mike Leach to be able to completely flip the script in his pirate ass. So let's jump into it real quick. We'll do a five-minute preview of, uh, of of the Mississippi State game, or roughly five minutes because we're running out of time here. Um, what do you think? What do you think happens in this game against Mississippi State? I think we're going to see a lot of passes attempted. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> but you learned something else is – there again, they still gave up 35 points to an LSU team that's not very talented on the offensive side of the ball either. Well, and we know the Mississippi State's – I mean, one thing we've they don't got, have is defense. We've got the offensive talent, I think. But you can't really judge anything when you start against Georgia. Yeah. And you know, it's probably – Had the, we started with, oh, Missouri or Vanderbilt or been you know, anybody else, uh, all right, cool. We can kind of see where we sit. No, yeah. go play the number four team in the country. Right, yeah. With the we're top, gonna with start top three you, defense. We're going to start you right here, smack dab ass at the top. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, this game definitely concerns me. I'm not going to give my pick yet. I'll let you wait till the end of the week, and we'll throw our picks up on the uh, on Natural State Sports. But 
yeah. This game really, really concerns me more than it did before. I think Arkansas is going to have a lot of success on offense, though. I think this could be a like a, a 60, 65 to 55 type game. I mean, I think this game is going to have all kinds of points in it. You think about what was a couple years ago. Didn't we have a game with Mississippi State where we scored a crap ton of points? Of both yeah, teams that was ton. against Dak Prescott. That yeah. was several years ago. So, I mean. That one was in the 40s, I think, back and yeah. forth. And then. We did something stupid. It's Beal the ball. So <laughs> shocker. So I I see a game like that again. I think that they're going to get theirs. I mean, you're not going to stop that. Obviously, I mean they proved well, it. Well, if we can knock KJ Costello out of the game, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. I mean, you don't ever hope for someone to get hurt, but you know, if he, uh, he maybe he gets COVID. State. Maybe, maybe he'll maybe test he'll positive get, for COVID. Maybe he went to a party Friday, Saturday night. Any Fayetteville girls want to go to Starkville? That's got COVID right now. Hello, okay. anyone? Any of you? I'd go if I had COVID. I'd go give him a big old hug and squeeze him. Come here, they, buddy. they got him in a bubble somewhere. Like no one can come nowhere nowhere near him. They can dude's, not let him get it. Dude's COVID. got security. Yes. Like COVID oh security. It's just oh boy. Oh. I think that was oh, coming man. forward. Yeah. The Ravens are about to get out. Ravens are not looking game. good tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, Chris Jones. Man. Speaking of Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do. I think this game will be really entertaining. I think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. It's a noon game? Um, no, six thirty kick. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that Arkansas's got a chance to win this thing. I know that they did a lot to LSU. I think Arkansas's got a little better defensive backfield, and we should have everybody back as long as nobody went and partied after the loss I this think week. They were probably told y'all are going in this hole, and we're going to put this lid on top of y'all. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that everything that we get everybody back, we've got a full you know a, a full roster of players, and that and that we can uh, we can compete with this Mississippi State team and keep this game close. I think Arkansas can win it. I'll give you my score on Friday, um, but I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's gonna be a lot of fireworks in that game. So 44, 42, something like yeah. <laughs> so that being said, make sure you listen to Tyler and I on Friday. The preview pod will drop, and he will have his second episode under his belt. So looking forward to being on with with Tyler on Friday. And um, make sure you guys join us. If you're not, I don't know why you aren't, but like. Go over and like Natural State Sports. Make sure you like the page. Make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Natural State Sports. This week, we get hog commit Marco Avant and Jonesboro headed down to Sheridan for senior night. And that's our game of the week this week. Shouldn't be a bad one. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Senior I've, night at Sheridan as I've well. I've heard a rumor that I hope isn't true, but our player of the game against Jacksonville doesn't look like he'll be playing this week for Sheridan. No. So our Mr. Four Touchdown and a two-point conversion man. No. So my understanding Uh-oh. is he may be in concussion protocol. Oh, man. Which means he has to miss this week. He went out early last week again. I'm going to mess this up with who they played last week. I don't remember. I know they lost. But anyway, so thanks to our sponsors last week. Thank you, Lost Pizza Company. And as, and also, Boudreaux's Grill and Bar in Maumelle. Make sure you go give the folks over at Boudreaux's a visit. They have really awesome uh, game day or game day watch parties with Roger Scott and 103.7 yes, The Buzz on Saturdays. They've so. been doing that for a little bit, though. So. Yeah. So go over there on Saturday, 6.30, catch the game, or uh, head over to our, fo- our our partners over at Lost Pizza and go see Chuck and the gang and, and uh, catch the game over there on, on Saturday. As they, get, they have a lot of fun over there, and they have the game on every TV as well. Um, and as well as... Our uh, our sideline report 
sponsor Heart of Grace Outdoors. Make sure you guys head over to Heart of Grace Outdoors on Facebook and like them. We got some really sweet uh, gear coming out, shirts and some other stuff that they're working on. So uh, Wes and I were talking about this over the last couple of days. So guys, get over to to uh, Heart of Grace Outdoors on Facebook. Make sure you like them. We're trying to push that subscriber like number on their page to about a thousand by the end of the week. 4, so help us out. One hundred and twenty-one. That would be awesome. <laughs> so man. We've made it in under an hour. Boom. Look at that. The end. <laughs> That's what's next. <laughs> the end. Bye. So, no. But uh, appreciate appreciate everybody joining us. Another spo- I clicked it. Another sponsor. I can't. Uh, let's see if it updates on my side. Yeah, it, it did. did. So, I'm another unclick it. Another sponsor. I got to make sure that I, uh, that, I, that I think is Brian Lynn, Lynn's Marketing. Uh, Bye, Ryan. Thank you to uh, Brian. And, uh, that dude does awesome stuff with everything. Yes. I used so. to work for him, so it's not just saying that he's he's good at almost anything he puts his mind to. That's for sure. So go see the guy. Go see Lens Marketing and Design on Facebook. He's got a couple other. Oh oh oh! He got a couple other projects going on as well. He's got you a food truck. Hey, he got a sweet little build he's making too for his new company that I'm pretty pretty oh, yeah. excited about. That Jeep looks pretty sweet. So man, the Gladiator. A, yeah, he's been talking about doing one. He wanted to wait till they come up with a diesel one. But he, you know, if you followed many of his builds and see some of his cars, I tried to talk to my wife and let me go buy that diesel converted Hummer at United. <laughs> the fifty thousand dollar one, the monster. Sixty seven thousand dollars. Oh, is it sixty seven? Yeah, yeah sixty seven. So fifty won't get it. No, fifty won't get it. Probably not. I don't know. We we'll go over and see. I mean, you know, just stroke a check. I kind of want to go. I kind of want to go look at it. I, yeah, I, seen it. I almost drove by there the other day, but I, I will drive by there if you want to ride after yeah. we leave here. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere else. Probably don't I'm need done. to do that. Get in trouble. I'm sticking right here at the house. So, all right, man. Well, another episode down. I think this is like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, something, 100. I don't know, somewhere in there. We appreciate Uh-oh. everybody listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Please leave a review. We want more reviews. Five-star reviews if you feel like giving them to us. One-star reviews I'd really not like you to give me, but, hey, tell me why if you do. And, uh, hey, look, Andy Reid's face mask is all screen isn't all, or shield thing isn't all. Fogged up. Fog, so. He's all fogged up. Yeah. So, but, again, that's the wrong one. We appreciate everybody joining us today. And uh, we look forward to being back on Friday with Tyler and myself. And uh, until then, woo pig. Woo pig.